Upon graduating from eighth grade, Michael Bennett received a letter from the high school he chose to go to, inviting him to join the high school football team, which he assumed every incoming freshman boy received, since he was, by his own description, soft and pudgy and not at all naturally athletic, and he was not remotely prepared for what he was about to experience. But he thought to himself that he would enjoy throwing the ball around with the guys, and he knew that even if he never got to play an actual game, for the guys who showed up all four years, they would get a charity letterman sweater, and maybe that would give him a shot at being able to go out with a popular girl. Then reality hit. He showed up that first day, and there were hundreds of prospective players from all the grades. And that wasn't the worst part. It was in the 90s, the high 90s, and they were to run laps and do calisthenics, wind sprints and bear crawls up and down hills. And the whole time they were yelled at mercilessly by the coaches. He reports becoming overheated to the point of near delirium and was seriously thought he was going to die at a couple of points. But he didn't want to quit in front of his friends, so he kept going. And at the very end, the freshmen were required to run a quarter of a mile as quickly as they could. And he came in second to last, staggering into the locker room and just happy that he survived. At this point, he has no commitment to come back tomorrow. And he was just glad that he made it through the day. But that night, laying in bed, he thought about all the guys who would return the next day. And he wondered to himself, would I be the only one who didn't come back? So he decided, I'm going to do just one more day. So he went back the next day. And then he went back the next day. Day after day, he would just say, I'm only going to do one more day. Now, those days turned into weeks. Those weeks turned into months. You know, there were so many people on that freshman team, there weren't even enough uniforms to go around to everybody. But by the end of the season, he improved enough that he was able to suit up and sit on the bench and watch the game. The following summer, he worked out mainly so he wouldn't suffer so much during football season. And for the same reason, he joined track. Every year, he stuck with it. And by his senior year, he was starting varsity ride receiver. He was the number one quarter miler on the track team. He got his letterman sweater legitimately and got to date the girl. And the thing that got him there, the thing that made his senior year so great were the things that as a freshman almost made him want to give up. The discipline, the hard work, the uncomfortableness, the pushing beyond yesterday's abilities and accomplishments, the humility, the putting up with the coaches and their ideas and their loud demands, and the temptation just to give up and just enjoy life, right? But those were the very things that made it possible for a happy result in his senior year. Without them, he would never have realized his potential. The people around him would have never realized his potential. And it definitely would not have been as exciting. This is true of any discipline. If you're into music, 
the hours of grueling practicing scales, art, developing skills by drawing things you're not particularly interested in, academics, years of careful study, right? Writing, diagramming sentences. It could be any of these disciplines. It just happens to be the most recent story was one I heard about sports. But with just a few modifications, any of these stories could be the story of faith, particularly for you, Catholics, for us. At baptism, like that letter inviting Michael onto the football team, you received an invitation to sainthood. So you showed up at Mass, maybe not always for the purest of intentions, like Michael, who only showed up at first because he didn't want to be embarrassed. Maybe we came because our parents told us we had to. Or because that's what your peers do. Or because you felt a sense of obligation. Whatever. But you were here. And sometimes when we realize everything that the church asks of us, we might grow weary, as Michael did, just happy that we haven't been struck by lightning. But like the coaches, the church just asks of us what is good for us. You know, the church is not an institution. It's not a rule book. It's not some old men in Rome. The church is 2,000 years of men and women experiencing and experimenting what was taught to live in Jesus Christ and formed by the Holy Spirit. It is the collective lives of billions of people, living and dead. It is given to us by these saints that surround us in glass and in wood. And how their lives, living the Catholic faith, led them to sanctity and joy and meaning and love and hope and purpose. G.K. Chesterton spoke of it as the democracy of the dead. It is the whole lived experience of every Catholic, those who are alive now and those who have gone on before us, who testify, give witness. Saints and sinners and like, they all have a say in what it means to live an authentic, meaningful, joyful, and holy life. As opposed to some college professor who throws it all out, writes a book, and thinks he knows better than the wisdom of the ages simply because he's modern. So when I meet with a couple before marriage and I tell them not to engage in activities reserved for husband and wife... It is not because it's keeping with Scripture, although it is. It's not because it's in keeping with the Catechism of the Catholic Church, although it is. It's not because the lived experience of Catholics for 2,000 years tells us this, although it is. It's because it works. It's because it gives them the best chance of happiness together, even statistically, scientifically, if you want. It gives them the best chance of holiness, of sainthood, without which all this is silly. Just like those wind sprints, calisthenics, and laps, and dieting. These things are not fun. Sometimes they make you want to quit. And sometimes all you can offer God is one more day. All right, God, I'll give you one more day. But our faith is not particularly interested in participation trophies or awards for perfect attendance, or charity letterman sweaters. It is interested in making you the best version of yourself that you can be. It is interested in making you a saint. It is interested in the long-term payoff for you, not just what makes you feel good today.
In the gospel today, John is baptizing in the desert. He's surrounded by hordes of people. And off in the distance, he sees the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming. And it seems that out of the blue, he starts haranguing them like a coach yelling at someone. You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Show proof of your repentance. The reason being is that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were not coming there to change their lives. They were notorious for condemning others while not reforming themselves. This baptism was those who were interested in attaining truth, living truth, attaining ideals, becoming new men and women. They had no intention of changing anything. And John was not interested in handing out charity letter sweaters. That would not inspire them to anything. And so, my parish family, we are in Advent. Christmas is coming quickly. Do something that you find painful to prepare for him. Make a full holy hour. We have holy hour. We have the opportunity to do that every Tuesday from 8 in the morning till 8 o'clock at night. If you haven't been to confession, go to confession. Go to a daily mass. Fast. Fast. Try extra prayer at home. Read scriptures. Invite someone to pray with you. Invite someone to go to Mass with you. Do some charity. Avoid something that you know is not good for you spiritually, mentally, or physically. Make a change in your life. Don't be the same person you are today when you greet Christ on Christmas morning. Wake up Christmas morning a better person for the discipline you endured today. That is one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself, you can give to those you love, and that you can leave at the manger.